0: When Apple decided to think different, they were bold. When Nike signed Colin Kaepernick, they were fearless. When Old Spice put a handsome man on a horse, they were courageous. Being brave with your brand isn't always easy, but the payoff can be huge.
1: If you're making 30 second TV commercials and that's all you're doing, you're very much in the shallow end of the pool and the pool's drying up.
0: That's David Fox, CEO at creative agency Ogilvy Group, and today we'll hear from him and Mark Lollback, CEO at media buying powerhouse Group M, to discover why it's important to follow your gut and stand by your brand. From Facebook, this is Face to Face, unearthing ideas that thrive in a connected world. I'm Jules Lund. Staying fresh is a challenge every brand faces. Sometimes you've got to try something a little bit out there, or you just get left behind. Customers want more creative, more groundbreaking, but they want familiar too. Here's David again.
1: If you think about innovation, so lots of talk about innovation. Innovation is creativity and discipline. That's all it is. You know, the average tenure for CMO these days is 18 months to two years. And the CEO says, well, where's my return on my investment here? So the challenge for CMOs is it's not saying you don't do anything. It's how do you build upon something, not destroy it and try and start again? And I think it's incredibly important that we think about long-term brand building, the key word being building. There's a commercial aspect to it. So it makes it a little bit more challenging. But I'll tell you where I think we're going wrong. There's not enough big brand platform ideas which are consistent over time. We have tactical short-term advertising and that kills brand. Short-termism is the absolute antithesis to brands. You must have big brand platforms that endure over time.
0: And that big brand platform, well KFC, who David's agency works with, has it. They do chicken, it's seasoned, it's fried, there's a kernel involved somehow, and it's delicious. The KFC message is strong, it's clear and it's established, meaning that ideas can flourish. Their marketing team can experiment, they can be brave.
2: Anybody listening to this, if they truly wanted to look at a case study of a brand that has ticked a lot of what I call discipline over the last four or five years, it's KFC. and I used to be a competitor.
0: Meet Mark Lolback. is a former chief marketing officer at McDonald's, he is well-placed to talk about what makes a great fast food brand work. As a marketing team, they're really disciplined. They went right back to who they are as a brand and what do they
2: stand for and what are they really bloody good at, and they're really good at fried chicken. So guess what? That is at the heart and their DNA and their soul. They said that we need to have a distinctive personality and be brave and have a point of view and be true to that.
0: That distinctive personality has become part of the Australian landscape. The ads are lush, they go heavy on the visuals, whether that's a skateboarding plucker duck or a choir with buckets on their head. There's a hole in my bucket. It's a whole world of chicken. Chicken in a bucket, chicken in a box meal, chicken in a burger, chicken being devoured. It's very hard to show you in a podcast, but it looks good. Finger licking good. Colonel Sanders is here. Colonel Sanders
2: is in Australia with a delicious new way to enjoy chicken.
1: So take KFC. Here's
0: David Fox again.
1: You know, Finger Licking Good was around for many, many years. Someone decided to change it. It's now back. Look at all the other brands that are chopping and changing. They're not successful. And in a world where you need to connect consumers to brands on every touch point, if you're chopping and changing your proposition, consumers won't keep up and they'll switch off.
2: It's Finger Licking Good. The brands and the companies in fast food are very distinctive. They're not vanilla and they're not trying to be like each other. So KFC is super distinctive. They've got a personality and they've got a point of view about how they're gonna do fried chicken. McDonald's has a point of view. Hungry Jacks has a point of view about value and the type of stores and the food they're gonna deliver. They're very differentiated, okay? They may copy tactics, but they're certainly, as a proposition, very clear.
0: Like Naked Wrestling is the first ad in the Did Someone Say KFC campaign. It was designed to grab our attention, push a few buttons and drive conversation.
1: When we talk about Did Someone Say KFC, one of the first executions of that was an ad called Naked Wrestling.
0: So it's this brilliant ad. It's only 15 seconds long, but it opens up with mum and dad with these stunned looks on their faces. They're clearly sitting in their kids' primary school classroom. They're sitting on the little chairs.
1: Looking frightfully embarrassed. In front of a teacher who's holding up a piece of paper and it's a picture that their son or daughter
0: has drawn and it says in crayon "Mummy and daddy naked wrestling and then there's a picture of well you get the point the mother swallows in fright and fear and then mum just looks off camera and goes did someone say kfc and then it just cuts, music swells, and then they are just completely stuffing their face with the family around the table, just so happy that they're no longer in this world of pain.
1: Not just a little delicate moment. They are eating the food, it's rolling the sleeves up, it's finger looking good, they're into it. We thought it was a great spot and really launched the campaign with some style and cut through. However, there was some complaints made about that ad, which is kind of surprising, but maybe not. And when I talk about complaints, you know, we've got millions of viewers and I think there was about 25 to 30 complaints.
0: Using a fast food product to downplay a child witnessing its parents having sex? Come on! My three children are watching the cricket. What a ridiculous ad. I am furious. Young kids are watching this program who do not
1: know what this is. It's appalling. And there was a decision, what do you do with that spot? Do you leave it on air? Do you say, actually, just leave it? And the decision made is to pull it off air, to re-edit it and change the ending and put it back on air.
0: So the naked wrestling gag is gone, and in its place, a new kid's drawing, but with the words... Daddy has a fart trumpet.
1: The story came out about the fact that it was complained about as an ad, and literally the KFC Facebook page lit up.
0: Well, I think the ads are funny. Must we protect children from everything? Oh, have a laugh, you clowns. Lighten up, people. Turns out KFC's customers are loyal. They love the brand and everything it stands for and they're empowered through social to defend it. Duty bound. They love naked wrestling, they love chicken and they want everyone to know about it.
1: Please don't pull it off. Are we becoming an anti-state? And that whole cultural movement around what's this country becoming? Are we becoming an anti-state?
0: The comments show that KFC has understood them. Naked wrestling speaks to a brand that's been developing for decades. And David says he should have backed the idea.
1: Hindsight, now looking back, and I've had the conversation with the KFC guys, we wouldn't pull that out off again. We shouldn't have changed it. We, great learning for us as an agency, as a media agency, and as a client, that that's unapologetically who we are. Let's not apologise for
0: it. Customers want to be surprised, but not alienated. They want to recognise the brand they love, but feel like it's growing with them. Mark Lollback, who we heard from earlier, went right to the top to create surprise at McDonald's. Launching Create
2: Your Taste was probably one of the biggest significant investments McDonald's had ever had and made around stepping out of its normal business model.
0: He had a brave idea, but to execute it, he would need to fundamentally change the way the business operated.
2: You could build your own burger, you could have the number of ingredients was ridiculous. The number of buns you could choose was ridiculous. We literally broke the business model of McDonald's to do it.
0: So Create Your Taste goes against everything customers traditionally recognize as McDonald's. It's got table service, it's got fancy napkins, it's got five kinds of cheese. It is, you might say, very un-McDonald's.
2: Anybody knows knows McDonald's system, it is a machine. It is the best run process organization in the world. The only way we could ever get Create Your Taste up is we actually gave the team that we put aside for Create Your Taste and we gave them a restaurant and said, break it. McDonald's can't write systems fast enough to be able to manage the complexity that we're putting into the restaurant. So we said, just do make arounds put band-aids. If you have to write it by hand and get the order and somebody has to run it from the bloody drive-through to the kitchen, do it. You can mess up this restaurant. You know, If you actually stuff this restaurant, we don't mind. And we literally went out there every week and it was one test restaurant, we didn't tell anybody. And give you an example, we changed the merchandising in that restaurant six times in six weeks. This was constant real learning, okay, And nobody willing to take this risk, but we actually said as a board, break the restaurant. And as I said, we'd walk in and go, well, that didn't work. All right, rip it out, put in new stuff. It's been a fortune.
0: Mark and his team knew they were onto something. They could prove that the food was good. They were sure that they could make this work. But to convince their global headquarters, they needed a campaign idea.
2: When we briefed the agency, we said, it has to be as big as what we're breaking over here. So we've got to break our our normal advertising. And I remember getting the phone call from the marketing director and saying, I've just sent you an email with what we think is a brilliant launch idea. Can you open up emails? I opened up my laptop, saw on McDonald's, and I just went, yes, the guys have cracked it. Okay, in the pit of my stomach, I was feeling sick. I was thinking, how the hell do I sell this through to the global team? But immediately, it sparked that energy in you that you just went, this is really brave. So I rang them straight away, and I said, you've done it. Parmesan and Swiss on your all-Angus beef. Tomato chilli jam. Some crunch and some sizzle. Burgers you design. Not us. Create your taste. How very un mcdonalds
0: McDonald's does business in more than 100 countries. It is a well-oiled machine. Every ingredient, every process, every task is documented. Breaking it, in Mark's words, meant annihilating almost every rule. If you saw
2: the un-McDonald's work... Every code on it had been thoroughly thought out to make sure it supported on McDonald's. So the color of the billboard, the logo, the way we treated the McDonald's logo, the way the burger was presented on a timber board, the fries in a metal container, even that fight that we had to have with Global, because the only way you're allowed to serve McDonald's chips has to be in that red box. And it's designed very specifically to keep the chips warm, et cetera, now they're exposed. So every part of the mix, we literally had a battle. But we kept saying, the moment we come back to McDonald's, normal McDonald's, we're stuffed.
0: His gamble paid off. The McDonald's brand was strong enough to push into this brave new world of gourmet burgers and smashed avocado and brioche buns. The one thing we did not do is we'd never researched it. Never researched
2: it. Because I reckon if we went out and researched on McDonald's, and we researched the campaign. We would get all the negative stuff about, well, you're basically saying McDonald's is crap, and your core menu must be terrible. Da 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 da. I worked with the agencies and with the team and said, as long as we are disciplined and we truly deliver of the meaning of UnMcDonald's, which is behaving
0: differently from what
2: people expect.
0: Success for UnMcDonald's only came because its customers really understood McDonald's first. The McDonald's community knew what the brand wasn't, just as clearly as they knew what it was. Guess what
2: happened when we launched Crack Your Taste? Our whole business lifted. We saw more Big Macs than we ever had. We saw more cheeseburgers than we ever had. The whole business lifted because they saw the brand in a different way.
0: So, being brave. It means trusting in the strength of your brand. It means backing yourself and your ideas. It means believing your customers will come along for the ride. And for David and KFC, it can even mean making them the story.
1: I mean, you think about the sponsorship of the cricket and the Buckethead Army when the ashes, the poms came out and everyone wore Australian buckets on their head, right? And then the Big Bash, massive successful sponsorship. KFC's been there since the beginning. But we've got people actually doing things with our product. I mean, incredible. Not, we're not running ads and got logos on the field alone. We have people engaging our product in an actively positive way who think this is super cool and everyone's trying to collect as many buckets as they can. It's incredible. So we've got the bucket heads in the crowd. Boys, I wanted to find myself one of these. Including a lot of bucket heads. He's covered up with a bucket
0: head. Bucket heads like it and they love that. Oh, Sammy, <laughs> looking the goods, mate. That's, this is, uh...
1: There's activation of sponsorship, which is getting involvement in people into your brand and giving them permission to be involved in your brand and part of it. And that's a powerful, powerful proposition. You don't just do logos and ads. You've got to do stuff in there to sit within the culture of a society.
0: But to do that well, you have to actually get it. You need a local edge to be part of the community. And with stores in so many countries, McDonald's has earned its own vernacular, I mean, in Hong Kong, it's Mac Key. In Scotland, it's McDee's. Well, in Australia, we go to Macca's. It's
2: 2014. Australia Day was coming up. And the agency came up with a great idea. Everybody in Australia calls McDonald's Macca's. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody who calls it McDonald's.
0: Like Aussies, we shorten everything. Like, it's Macca's, <laughs> it's Maccas. I call it Macca's. Macca's.
1: McDonald's, it's Macca's. We
2: shorten everything Macca's.
0: Macca's. <laughs>
2: so they came up with the idea about how do we make McDonald's more uniquely Australian. And less American.
0: In Australia, giving someone a nickname is how we show them we care. Baza, Waza, Damo, Knackers. What better way to prove you're a local than to make your nickname official? McDonald's was the American import. Mackers, well, that's someone would kick a footy with. With the idea in play, Mark and his team then lit a fire under their social communities. It was time to take Mackers to the people.
2: The agency came to us and said, why don't we actually get Mackers registered in the dictionary? So we started a petition to actually get, and I think we ended up with 100,000 signatures saying, yes, it should be a word. We submitted the formal application. It was rejected by the dictionary. which was great PR because we could go out and PR the fact that the dictionary was more foreign than we were because we were actually Maccas and they were rejecting us getting in there.
1: Reports today that Maccas are seeking a place in the dictionary. right. McDonald's wants Maccas in Is the it dictionary. It's time for Maccas to be an official part of our language.
2: And then we came up with the idea is why don't we change the big golden arches underneath it says McDonald's, the tent pole of every McDonald's restaurant in the country. Let's celebrate and on Australia Day, let's convert. Originally, it was going to be 10 restaurants to Maccas.
0: Ooh, the iconic golden arches. Every kid in Australia has watched them come into view on a long road trip. Every 20-something has been drawn to them, Wiley Coyote style for a Sunday morning hash brown. Deciding to change those signs takes guts no one in the company's history had ever done it before
2: so i approached the head office in chicago and said this is the idea that we wanted to do and it was an outright no you cannot do that you're breaching the trademark nobody has ever in the world ever been allowed to touch the mcdonald's tent pole. i wrote back to them and i said can you tell me why we can't do it okay because we think it's a brilliant idea what they didn't know is the signs were already being made Yeah, by the company. We'd already placed the order and I'd spent a lot of money getting these signs made. We had cranes booked, ready to go and install them because we had to install them in a day, Yeah, in 10 different sites.
0: Mac is in Chicago, that's Mickey D's to the locals, was worried about setting a precedent. If Australia changed its tent poles, what was stopping other countries from doing the same? But Mark wasn't about to back down that easily.
2: And then I wrote back to them and I said, why don't we do this very publicly? So rather than me doing it underground, Why don't we empower it and make it look like you made this decision? You controlled us, Chicago. So if any other country goes to do it, you can control it by saying, "Ah, ah, uh-uh-uh, we didn't go rogue. They said, "Okay."
0: So for 10 lucky stores, Macca's was official, and they fully embraced it. The Aussie nickname generator had more than 25,000 downloads in two days. Even staff members changed their name tags to Aussie-fied versions. They even got Flame and Alf Stewart to narrate the ads. There's Jimbo's and Benno's and Raich's and Ackers, but there's only one place on Earth where you can get Mackers. Then, the residents of Gosford, on the New South Wales central coast, got wind of it and they want it in. It's not fair that
1: everyone gets a Macca's and there's none on the Central Coast. The Central
0: Coast deserves a Macca's. Mark Lollback, Chief Marketing Officer of McDonald's, will you turn
2: one of the Coast's McDonald's into a Macca's for Australia Day? Yes, we will change one of the stores to Macca's. I remember getting dressed to go to work one morning. The radio station called me live and said, we're not gonna hang up, Mark, until you agree to give us a Macca's on the Central Coast. And I said, okay. I give you one today. So they rang the company that was organizing it for us and we had the one that was going to McDonald's at Brookvale. We re-sent the truck and the cranes up to the Central Coast. They had TV networks, they had the public out there, they had the radio station there, and everybody filmed and talked about the fact of us changing the logo. They're big ideas. That stuff that the whole community was involved. It went totally viral. Um, it made every station in the US, it made every news in Europe, it made every like the PR that McDonald's got out of that globally was crazy. But it just goes back to the conviction. I was not going to give up.
0: The fully integrated campaign earned Macca's huge advertising impact. The publicity was seen more than eleven billion times worldwide. Made headlines across Europe, Asia, and the US. Celebrating Australia Day, the Macca's. McDonald's win. has changed its name to Macca's. As the Macca's. annual Australia Day celebrations kicked off, McDonald's has revealed For one, one name. McDonald's restaurants will be named Macca's. It could only happen down under. Today, McDonald's celebrated Australia Day by changing its name to Macca's.
2: It's about culture. How do you get into culture? How do you act brave? We got so rewarded by the Australian public that we had done something like that for them. It wasn't about us. We were doing it for them to celebrate Australia Day, to celebrate that McDonald's in Australia, it's part of the society, it's part of the community, and we were respected for it.
0: After the rollout, Macca's sales increased by 6.7%. Tapping into the Aussie culture didn't just get the community talking, it was a raging commercial success. Speaking of being part of the community, let's head to Birdsville, Queensland. It's 2017, it's dry, it's hot and it's remote. The closest KFC is 685 kilometres away and the population is hungry for those secret herbs and spices.
1: Ever see cooked chickens in the desert? Oh, it just
0: oh. tastes real. That's delicious. <laughs> I'm going back.
1: Consumers want brands that do stuff. They just tell me how good you think you are. Don't just flog stuff to me. Do things that interest me. And so we had an opportunity, there's a music festival out in Birdsville. And Birdsville's a long way away. And the closest KFC to Birdsville was about 10 hours away. So they haven't had a KFC for a long time. So we built a truck. And we took the bird to Birdsville and we took the big KFC truck, we took it out there, spent a couple of days out there cooking KFC, sharing it with people and really doing stuff. And from that, we created content from it and shared it through the owned assets.
0: But this is no ordinary food truck. It is like a road train that opens up to be a restaurant. you got stairs up the side of this thing. Kids are coming down the slide and it looks like a circus has come to town. But it showed Birdsville what KFC does best. Fried chicken to stuff in your face. It was a chance to create a connected world for their customers, to bring the KFC spirit to the outback. And for the Birdsville community, it showed KFC cared.
1: And it was very much about going to everyday Australians who can't enjoy the product and going and seeing them, investing in that. So I think thoughts like that around brand are very important because you're taking your product to them in a meaningful way. You're making an effort. And if you make an effort, people will appreciate it. They'll absolutely appreciate what you've done and they'll lean into your brand. Brands aren't about just storytelling. That's a big part of it. But it's about story doing
0: While other brands have wavered, Maccas and KFC have stuck to their guns. They've backed themselves across every platform, whether it's fancy new chip baskets or people wearing buckets on their heads. But marketing moves so fast, it's always changing, and the current trends can even be kind of reactive. How do you keep your brand strong when you're expected to be agile too?
1: What you call digital, I just call it marketing. And you have a whole bunch of opportunities to tell your story through those channels. Where these guys do well is they understand how the consumer consumes that channel, and therefore you create content which matches that consumption moment. If you're doing that, you're fine. It's part of the entire program on how you build a brand. I think what we're doing wrong is we're still focusing on producing a
2: piece of content, okay? And normally ATVC or the big 15-second or 30-second. And then we go, okay, now can we apply that across all the channels? Where we're getting wrong is actually we should be putting the same passion, the same effort, the same energy into understanding the job to be done, understanding what are the channels that can play a role with that target audience. And then for that channel, what is the best piece of engaging content that can be produced?
0: Social is packed full of content. In a connected world, a brand has to stand out to be seen. Mark and David both say the answer is to make content for the individual platform. Be deliberate. Be purposeful. Be direct and immediate. Making content that is worth watching is everything.
2: Even though we know people are scrolling very fast, if it's really engaging, people will stop and watch it. It's not that people don't want to watch 8 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, where we've actually run content that has been curated to run on Facebook right content, edited perfectly for it, versus just taking something that was designed for another channel and applying it. And we saw the engagement scores and viewability scores more than double because of the effort that was put in.
0: For an established brand, trying something new can be scary. There's so many players, there's so many guidelines, but you can start a revolution within those boundaries too. You can do something you've never done before. You can push past safe, break the mold, become un and still be quintessentially you. If
1: your tone's right and it's on brand, it's fantastically entertaining and you get the attention of consumers because you've earned it.
0: Big thanks to Mark Lollback, CEO at Group M, and David Fox, CEO at Ogilvy Group. Now, if you haven't heard this series before, you can learn from a whole range of creative leaders at the top of their game. Just take a listen to some of our past episodes. I'm Jules Lund, and this is Face to Face from Facebook.